Hi, I'm Mackenzie Fagan, and this is 112BK coming to you from downtown Brooklyn. On the show today, a murder of dominatrixes tells us why the creators of the Netflix show Bonding deserve to be punished. So many of us are losing our lives, our privileges, our access, our humanity every single day. And Mistress Manie gets to come on here and she's working on a thesis, so it's fine to be a Don, but it's separate from sex work. Fuck you, and Bonding, and Netflix for that matter. pitch for a kind of meta Netflix TV show. Interior, a writer's room for a Netflix TV show. A group of cis white people is sitting around a table pitching ideas for an episode of their show about Native American trans pageant moms. The door flies open and in barges a handful of actual Native American trans people and they explain why it's not okay to write a show about a marginalized community without including the voices of real members of that marginalized community. Every episode will feature a different problematic show or movie and given the current media landscape, there will be infinity episodes. <laughs> Hello syndication. If only this series had been around a year ago, the film Laquisha would never have been made. Same goes for bonding. Netflix's latest romp with a complicated subject matter, in this case, dominatrixes. Here to give us a glimpse into the Fifty Shades of Nope this series has to offer are real-life doms. Mistress Blunt, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Ashley Page, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And Maddox, thank you for joining us as well. Happy to be here. So you guys, this show's so bad. It's, it's so bad. <laughs> it's just like, object if you take all of the politics out of it, it it's is still bad. just still objectively bad, bad yeah. shows. So yeah. I feel feel a little bit bad beating up on it because the writing is bad. It's just like all around not good. I don't feel bad for beating up on it at all. I mean, they produced it right. and called it worthwhile. They were asking for it. It was coming their way. <laughs> Let's see. You have ample access to this community to actually get it right. You have ample access to valid points of view to actually put something worthwhile that's not just reducing everyone down to some trope, some general generalization, some dehumanizing form of what sells. You had the option and here's what you chose, so. Making a good TV show is hard, like humor is hard, but I think that we can start from the baseline assumption that if you are making a show about sex workers, you probably should hire some sex workers to write for yeah. the show. And yeah, you no. wrote a piece blunt for Vice, yeah. where you really took the show to task. Um, did they ever respond? I know that you asked, you were like, did, did you have any sex worker consultants on the show? No, um, a few different folks who are writing op-eds about the TV show, uh, the editors reached out for comment and no one commented. Um, I did hear that the dom that it was based on uh, maybe visited the set, but it kind of sounds like an urban legend to me. Mm. Um, what pisses me off, though, is that it's like this white cis dude telling the story of his sex worker friend. A um, white cis female. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's like... And nowhere in there is consent talked about or mentioned like this. It's it, completely disregarded. So I'll back up and for people who haven't seen mm -hmm. the show, um, the story is, it, the protagonist really is, as you said, this cis, white, gay young man, just graduated college. Um, and he's having a hard time paying his bills. He lives in New York. He's a struggling stand-up comic. And so he starts assisting his friend from high school 
who is a dominatrix. Mm -hmm. So it really centers his experience, but then also the experience of his friend, who, as you mentioned, is also a, a cis white woman. They don't seem to be, I've only watched three episodes and uh, I couldn't go any farther, <laughs> but <laughs> there don't seem to be any characters of color? There's one. There's yeah. one. And yeah. he is ridiculous. Very. <laughs> Tell me why he's ridiculous. Maybe we'll go to you, Maddox. Go ahead, baby. Well, you know, tickling. You know, people like to get tickled. So um, he's a client who likes He's a client who okay. hired the Dom character. Uh, first of all, about the, about him assisting a Dom, I've not, I mean, usually our assistants are our subs. Never, like, really... I've never had a friend, like, assist me in that way, and I'm also not... I've never been comfortable taking someone in a session along with me without being consented with my client or whoever. She disregards his his boundaries when he actually lays them out to mm -hmm. her, and then during sessions, repeatedly just blowing past her boundaries, uh, his boundaries, I apologize. Um, it's it's so nasty. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's get back to this other yeah. character, the one character who is a person of color. Um, how is this person represented? Uh, anything problematic it's around It's just very, that? I don't know, very like, goofy like it was Flat. very like, yeah mm -hmm. very his i mean like okay people like to get tickled of course um i know it's entertainment and i get that i get that you know it's kind of exaggerated but that also doesn't that also doesn't help um you know like the whole picture of how our clients actually are actually act um the relationships they they are in and so forth, such with. Yeah, so it seems like it reduces uh, the client-dom relationship to one where consent and conversation and discussion have no part. One of the things that I will, like, not giving them any credit for anything, <laughs> however, one element of that relationship that they showed with the, the uh, black man that has, like, a tickling fetish, um, it's actually his wife that comes into the into the um, dungeon and sets up this session, and uh, Mistress yeah. May actually does an out call to them. There's no conversation with the submissive. They just jump into session. Yeah. You have no idea what this person no. wants. You have no idea what their limits are. You just jump into some fantasy that the wife has told you that he has, and there is clear resentment and disdain that is portrayed by the wife in the process of telling the dom about her husband's desires, right? So all of that plays into this element. I have no idea who I'm actually playing with if I'm yeah. actually going to indulge in this fantasy with you. And everybody has their fetishes. Everybody has their kinks. Everybody's fucking weird, man. We all got our <laughs> stuff, you know? And I, like Maddox, I've never had a submissive act like that in regard to a tickling session. But I won't <laughs> say the they're, they're not out there, sure. right? They have one person of color. He is a ridiculous submissive. Everyone in the entire series is a caricature. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. It's just like reduced down to every stereotype that you could have about the client, about the friend, about the dom, about Tiff. Right. Um, and dangerous. it's just... It's Truth. dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's Truth. boring. It's totally uninteresting. Yeah. And like, it's privileged as hell. Oh, hell yeah. yeah <laughs> like, I think yeah. that's what it comes down to for me is that, all right, you know, it's a bad show. The writing is bad. There are plenty of those on TV. Also, it's easy to find fault in shows that depict um, people of your profession, right? Like right. my Truth. cousin who's a musician is like, I hated Mozart in the jungle. But I think where it really becomes problematic is the fact that we're talking about a marginalized community that is more embattled than ever and that the stereotypes that they're presenting are super dangerous mm -hmm. um, like the tiff the dom character uh, at one point she says everyone thinks dom work is just about sex work 
it's really about liberation from bullshit. Shame. That was in the trailer. <laughs> I mean, like, what? bullshit. Tell me first what is problematic all, about First of that. all, sex work is an umbrella term. To say that dom work is completely separate yet again, yet again, mm-hmm. you are othering yourself. You're play, you're playing into this bullshit hierarchy and horophobia. You know, like you're you're disregarding everybody else and all of the interconnections that made dom work what it actually is. You know, like you're disregarding quite a bit. And then I have this utter disdain and disappointment and just I'm fucking exhausted with cis white women that choose to step into sex work as doms. Right. All good. Fine and dandy. Don't do any work. But. It's about their thesis and their dissertation. So now, dom work, sex work, it's actually only validated because of my connection to academia. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has that privilege. Right, okay. the people who do it for like two weeks and then write a memoir about right. it and make money for the because experience. of it. <laughs> you get smart. to dip your toe in. And like <laughs> right. some of us right. are doing sex work and it's survival sex work. Sure. Yeah. Whether it's survival sure. dom work, whether it's whatever, you know, whether you're on the street, whether you're working in hotels, whether you are behind a camera, some work is survival sex work, right? So to assume that the only thing that makes it valid and you have a story to tell because you have an education. Mm-hmm. It's hurtful and it's it's fucking dangerous. So many of us are losing our lives, our privileges, our access, our humanity every single day. And Mistress Maney gets to come on here and she's working on a thesis, so it's fine to be a Don, but it's separate <laughs> from sex work. Fuck you. And bonding. And Netflix for that matter. Like we're dying on the streets, yo. It's right. serious. She uh, perpetuates this idea that doms are always dommy, <laughs> even when they're mm-hmm. not being doms. Which, okay, yeah, but you know, not all of us are always in bitch mode. Fantastic every time, you and know. Like so many different styles. And there's of so doms. many different styles: gentle doms, uh, you know, sedu- uh, seductive doms. I mean, so she's also perpetuating that idea that we're always bitches. And we're not. And we're like hurt by all, men. Yeah. And we're always hurt right. by men. And here's what I also do. We've like. been sexually abused, Yo, all of us. Like, here's the thing. you. This is the only reason why you're in sex work, right? Mm-hmm. And that's bullshit. Also, yeah. also, she is an angry cis white woman. You change her color. <laughs> this show doesn't get greenlit yeah, at all it's a completely different, it's different conversation it's a completely different level of privilege access and motherfucking appreciation for your humanity mm-hmm. she gets to come out and i'm in a full-on her yeah. one little one boot i like that uh, little yeah. mouth. <laughs> so i love you oh my god i love your petty um, <laughs> the one pair of boots that she has mm-hmm. that she wears 15 times in a row in this entire season she comes out and does her thesis presentation on this right and it validates her but if she was an angry black woman mm. no one would fucking listen no one would fucking care Hell, she might get reported. Does she have kids? Where she live at? How much is her income? It yep. completely, and not just to, to, hell, I was gonna say not just to take it back to color, but that shit is always do there. It. It's this true. is the yeah. world that yeah. we live Why not? in. Let's do and it. it's fucking exhausting to have cis white women, cis white men. I'm gonna sit on my head. Especially <laughs> when there's things like Mercy Mistress, which is produced by right. folks exactly. of color. It's amazing. About, yeah. and it's amazing. about their own um, experience. What is Mercy Mistress? Mercy Mistress is about a fictionalized version of a dominatrix, Yin Quan's. Um, experiences as a dominatrix and her process of like healing through trauma using BDSM. And it's this really beautiful, nuanced um, 
pilot that's now produced by Margaret Cho and uh, would like to see Netflix pick that up. Because yes, Netflix pay attention. So that's a show that gets it right, you feel like. Yeah, they yes. get it right. And it's, yes. it's they made for us, by us, and mm-hmm. it's giving interesting information. It's like complicating these ideas rather than just like... And it's humanizing us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I only watched again through the third episode and I would like those 45 minutes back, but she and her best friend <laughs> put on masks because it's the only way that they can talk to each other if they're wearing masks. And she talks about all of the boys who hurt her in high school and about how she was only viewed as a sex object. Uh, and that that's basically why she's doing this work to exercise her own personal demons. And it seemed, again, so dismissive, as you said. It's the same as that other quote that you said, like BDSM can be empowering and there are many ways in which like you can work through some personal shit in this practice. It's like a deeply emotional practice. It can be healing, it can be cathartic. But, but it's not just it's, that. But work isn't empowering. Making money, sure. Like, if you can pay your rent, that's right. empowering, I guess. But, like, work isn't empowering. Right. It's right. work. It's, it's work. work. And, you know, I hope that I hope that everybody in the world finds work that they love to do and are good at. Right. But some people are accountants because they need to pay the bills. Right. And some people are sex workers because they need to pay the bills. And everybody right. deserves respect and right. protections. True. Um, let's be... Petty. But let's also <laughs> talk about, we mentioned she has one pair of boots. There's shag carpeting on the floor of that dungeon. Baby! And then she has dicks on, like, all of the little mini shelves. I'm just like, how much anal play are you doing and how filthy are your carpets? <laughs> just like, Where's and the then there's no lube. Do you know when you put no the fucking finger in his ass? I'm like, where is the lube? And, no and then here's the thing. Like, okay, I mean. say, for instance, you don't have lube and you're doing it dirty old school, right? And you just want to use a little bit of spit. He did... That's not enough spit to finger my damn self. What are you doing sticking it in someone's butthole? Like, come on. The show is offensive in other ways, too. There was just one moment that I caught that was sort of like a throwaway line, and this is her psychology professor. Um, He's telling people about how, like, psychologists shouldn't get too attached to their clients. Mm -hmm. And he says, um, as the students are, like, leaving the classroom, his voice in the background says, just remember, all talky, no touchy. And I was like, oh, that's some, like, racist East Asian... Uh, mm. Patois that you're throwing okay, in there. Okay. I mean, again, like, did nobody on the show? Was there any person of color, uh, any non cis person, any no. sex workers who were able just to like flag <laughs> small things mm-hmm. and big things and say this show's going to be hugely problematic? And I don't think so at all. she's yeah. also said to be a, in a psychiatry program, and she's clearly in a psychology program. And it's like you couldn't, like, you, you <laughs> couldn't hire a fucking sex worker consultant, but like, could you Google? Like, right. Do you not have the funding to Google on. these things? Come on, come on. So, so let's talk anyway. a little bit about the marketing for the show. So there was a Twitter account that was created, right? Ugh, verified. Which was a spit in the face, okay, man. Talk about that. Why is it? A, why is it spitting in the face of sex workers to verify this account? So let's see. I have had, I think I'm on account number five with Instagram. Um, I've had four accounts shut down. Uh, This started before SESTA-FOSTA was actually passed and only got worse over the last year. And let's pause, what is (sighs) SESTA-FOSTA? Who wants to take this one? Sure, SESTA-FOSTA is an amendment of the Communication Decency Act, section 230, um, which now, with these amendments makes platforms liable for the content that their users post Mm -hmm. um, under the guise of stopping human trafficking. So before platforms like Craigslist Personals and things like that wouldn't have to moderate the content that their users post because they wouldn't face any legal liability. But now they are facing that legal liability and it's like up to like 15 years in prison or something like that uh, for facilitating prostitution prostitution or human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And so now 
like these websites don't know how the law is going to be tried in court. So they're just pulling down these resources and we're seeing the free and the niche sites taken down first. Mm -hmm. So the folks who have less money to pay for an expensive ad are the people who are no longer able to find work. And why is this problematic? People hear this and they're like, whoa, sex trafficking is terrible. We well, want to we want to stop that. Why are these laws actually really insidious? These laws exacerbate the things that make people vulnerable to trafficking. And then also conflating sex work yeah. and sex trafficking. Right. They're very different things. Right. Sex work, it's consenting adults. We are doing what we choose to make a living. No one's actually being hurt. Sex trafficking is a completely different monster altogether. Conflating the two and assuming that because I choose to be a dominatrix means that I'm trafficking myself, my friends, or potentially children. Mm. Right. People have been That's, like workers have gone to jail for being someone's safe call and like providing right. safety or sharing harm reduction tools right. with someone or crossing like, a state line with a friend. Now, pimping and pandering, those laws are being slapped on us because we are sharing information. We are trying to keep one another, one another safe when all of these ad platforms and websites and safety nets that we've had are being shut down or just deleting themselves because they want to avoid the Legation, threat. Yeah. And of we've, legalization. We've had like harm reduction sex worker conferences shut down their programming. Right. Um, the people who are most policed online are also the people who are most policed on the street. So when you see right. the free and the niche right. sites coming down and those people are no longer able to connect to clients, I think most major cities have reported like two to three times the amount of street based workers and like the cops and the criminal justice system are one of the main like aspects of violence that sex workers face. So you're putting vulnerable communities into spaces where they're more heavily policed. And I was yeah. reading this study by the Center for Court Innovation and 15% of sex workers that they interviewed in this other participants had been raped by a cop. Um, and wow. like, I think it was like 27 or 30% had like a negative interaction or harassment. Mm -hmm. And like, these really are like trans women of color who are, gonna say, yeah. uh, who are being like racially profiled on the streets. Right, right, of course. So it's not women who, are, who look like TIFF. Right. right, right. it's the people who are yeah. the most marginalized, the most vulnerable, right. who cops know don't have a place to go, who won't be believed, yeah. um, who, are at, who are at the mercy. Yeah. So who is this really saving? <sighs> What's terrifying, like SESTA-FOSTA, the Cloud Act, like all of these different things, all of these different pieces of legislation have passed, but then also like um, facial recognition technology mm -hmm. continues mm. to get better. We talk about that a lot on this show. And mm -hmm. they continue to utilize sex worker ads yes. to compile that. I was just the reading an article with Marriott last night. and like everything. Yeah. Like What's I've, the whole yeah. thing with Marriott? So <sighs> Marriott Jeez. started to enforce this rule now. It's um, pretty much as far as like any employees and all of their all of their hotel chains, which is a ridiculous amount. Mm -hmm. So now they have this new rule that they're enforcing where they are pretty much, they're training all of their employees how to spot and identify a sex worker or a trafficked individual. And what would some of those telltale signs please, be, Miss Page? Please. Hmm. Yes. Are they, let's see, are, do they travel fairly often? Are they traveling light and only have one bag? Do they, let's see, do they have too much makeup, not enough makeup? Are they in a hotel by themselves trying to have a drink? Are they by their mm -hmm. computer? Like they're, it's all of these yeah. little basic things where if you are an independent business owner and you travel. And a woman. You could, and, yeah. and a yeah. woman. Right. You could potentially be identified as a sex worker, and what do they or do? an artist, or anything. <laughs> yeah, what happens? They call ICE. Yeah, mm -hmm. they call ICE. For, of all people, mm -hmm. of all a groups, a significant of... amount of sex trafficking victims who are rescued uh, wind up being deported. We call it human humanitarian hmm. deportation. My guess is that they're not calling ICE on the white lady yeah. sitting at the bar, who they're just no. going to assume is a 
business traveler. Mm-hmm. I want to come back briefly again to Fausta Sesta um, and, and this whole like Twitter verification thing, right? So not only is Twitter supporting this advertising campaign, they are giving her a blue check. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, at the same time, as you mentioned, Ashley, the social media accounts of sex workers and dominatrices are being deleted en masse. So you've had five accounts shut down. What, what are they being shut down for? Um, let's see. Being so, sexy. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Is there, <laughs> like... inappropriate right. content. Well, yeah, that's what, the thing Is there something that they can point to and Not say this really. violates our no. terms of service? No. So Instagram just no. recently, um, like, further no, explained the their band. content mm-hmm. mediation, moderation system, and they said, whether or not you're violating our terms of service, if it's like unsavory, I don't know if that's exactly no, that they use. if it's deemed vaguely inappropriate content, then they'll start to shadow ban you. That it will be. What is shadow banning? Shadow banning is a form of algorithmic curation where they just hide problematic or sexual or adult things or anything that they don't want people to see um, within the the algorithm. So we can't find each other's names. You're not in any of your hashtags, like nothing. You're denied all privileges, basically. Mm -hmm. And so when we use these platforms to find work and community and make money, and build our business, yeah. like and Mr. Fucking May it. is saying, being like, pay me online. I'm like, all what? apps have been Dude. shut down Yo. by the fucking. Yeah. Not uh, let me see PayPal. Um, let me see Square Cash. Square Cash. I mean, this well, legislation is because of people hating whores. Yeah, <laughs> and like right. yeah. being right. threatened by women's access to capital and right. like the ways that we survive and take care of each other. Right. Um, I'd say that FOSTA SESTA is just like one piece of legislation that further criminalizes our community. Yeah. Right, it it was a snowball that was building yeah. for a long time, and Sesta Fosta yeah. was the catalyst like, that fucking. We were being shadow banned before Fosta Sesta. We were yeah. losing bank accounts as soon, like even though like we're some of the earliest creators and users of financial technologies online. Sure. Um, and we're their guinea pigs, and they'll yeah. like mm-hmm. they'll see yeah. and they'll build their business and then get rid of us. Maddox, how us. does a, po- a photo that you might post, a like sexy photo that doesn't explicitly violate any terms of service, how does that differ from say a photo that a Kardashian might post, <laughs> a similarly sexy photo? Well, fuck the Kardashians. <laughs> but <laughs> say it again for the cheese. Fuck seats. the Kardashians. Girls. They're fucking supremacist ass. Anyway, okay, so <laughs> they're famous. All right, I'm not famous. Truth. I'm good. With no, I don't want to be famous. Sure. They're fucking famous. They have all these blind, loyal, sheeply followers. I don't need any of that. So, unfortunately, she can get away with posting, you know, look at the newest surgery I got or whatever the hell she posts about nowadays. Or that lollipop fiasco that was... Uh. But you guys she's might basically post... standing nude. They can post yeah, nude. Yeah, she's yes. nude. Butt naked, all kinds of and everything. Then, but you cannot. No, in section. fetish even... garb. Right. Step in, like, just, just say like you're, or sitting on, like human furniture, just sitting on a guy or like holding one by a leash. Like it's... everything is covered. And now they have this, I know before that they had it where if you, you know, the whole free implied. the nipple thing. Yeah. Right, had mm-hmm. to be implied. So even implied stuff, right? Yeah. And what's messed up is that sex workers, their accounts, their social medias, everything are being taken down while the photographers that have Wait, taken right. their pictures right. and posted the them on social media, mostly men, mm-hmm. all of their stuff is still right. up. They're constantly right. gaining and followers and they're not shadow banned whatsoever. So part of it's like the alg- algorithmic curation of like this like non-human content moderation. Some of it's human content moderation on the platform side, but the platform mirrors the misogyny of the user. So like we're yeah. being harassed and like if we don't answer a DM, they're gonna report our fucking photo. One right. of my one of my wow. accounts got Cash shut account. down because a guy slid into my DMs, was foul and obnoxious. I told him to 
I told him a couple of things. <laughs> he reported my account, um, and I think he just started reporting pictures. He went on to another um, creator's account that I've created content with, um, made comments, very foul and degrading comments on the um, on the picture, and then within 24 hours, within 18 hours, my account was shut down, having gotten Which back. Which is, wow. Wow, because it's like, I'm, all your accounts basically have the same, it's the same brand, you know, Femdom, duh. Great stuff, amazing pictures. And it's Thank the you. fact that they get offended by maybe the smallest little thing or you told them off. I think what you mentioned about the male photographers not having their content take it down sort of, you know, comes full circle back to bonding. A mm -hmm. lot of this comes down to who gets to make money right. off of the stories of sex workers. Right. And it's the male photographers, um, it's the Kardashians, right. Right. Doyle. it's Ryder Doyle, it's Netflix, it's Dude, all of the people who are involved in the show who did not pay sex workers right. to tell a correct story. One, Ashley, yeah. Maddox, thank you guys so much for this discussion. <laughs> thank you, this thank you for having me. <laughs>